You're listening to Handcuffs and Sage, where three badass moms bring you all the true crime and paranormal your heart desires. I'm Red. I'm Timo. I'm Dre. And don't let your kids listen. Seriously, just don't. Timo. Hey, I'm Dre. Oh my goodness. Where are we? This feels We're so in good. a magical land. <laughs> uh, we are not recording in a shitty uh, room nope. in Los Angeles today. Nope. We're in Glow House. Thank you. Hi, Warren. Hi. <laughs> We're back in the studio. We're so excited. Yes. And it's a uh, down the rabbit hole. We love down the rabbit hole. These are always a fun adventure. We've been working on this Netflix series, uh, Surviving Death, for a while. Right. Each episode is new and unique, and I really think that they're interesting. Each topic is really super interesting to me. Some of it is very emotional. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this episode is, is really interesting because it has to do with stuff that I think we would like to do. Exactly. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, sure. <laughs> this, is like, this is like my jam, especially with the opening um, girl that comes on. Mm-hmm. We love Mariah. <laughs> yeah, Mariah's cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, follow along with us, you guys. Check out this series. Of course, they do a way better job than we do, but we we like to talk about the subject. So this is uh, part five, seeing dead people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're going to start off in New York City. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see uh, something in New York City, I always think I'm going to go there someday. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Someday. Someday. Okay, so we start in New York City, and we meet Mariah, and she's a paranormal investigator. What? Tell yeah. us, tell us, Timo, what's a paranormal investigator? Well, she goes to haunted locations, and she brings all these really cool things with yeah. her. Um, something that I had never seen before, which I think is so brilliant. So she's putting out, you know, her her toys. And she has the EVP and the, you know, digital recorder and all that. But she has these two little cat toys. And they're these little light-up balls that if you touch them, mm-hmm. they kind of yep. light up. And that's just a brilliant idea because yeah. it's barely the slightest touch and it will light. We usually do that with um, flashlights. So you'll put the flashlight and you can barely push the button and it will turn on Mm -hmm. and you can ask the spirits to touch it and their energy will turn it on and off. But uh, yeah, I I love it. I said the cat toys. I'm like, I have never heard anyone mention cat toys before. So Mariah is obviously a professional. Yeah. So she's batting them around on the bed. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, I've never seen that before. And they're like all like disco balls. And she's like, yeah, cat toys. I'm like, Mariah. (laughs) Thank you, Mariah. So we meet Mariah. She talks about as a child, she's very curious about the paranormal right this is kind of where this all started right um she actually investigates on the weekend so she has a normal job she's a normal human being but on the weekends this is like her passion her hobby where she goes to these different locations and we see pictures of her all over all over like right. good everywhere places. I want to go. All the yes. good places. Yeah. Mariah like has been there. Taking notes. Okay, we're going here, we're going here, we're going here. Mariah, I don't think Mariah is a mom. You. And I don't oh, think Mariah don't. has a husband either because, uh, you know, I don't think we could do do it as quickly no, no, and no. as, like, back-to-back that she does. Yeah. But, yeah, she, yeah, all the places she went to was awesome. Yes, yes. And I really do love her energy. And I like the approach that she has with it because I don't see this too much where mm-hmm. she says this work is very sacred 
right? This mm-hmm. is about them. She starts off with saying a prayer yeah. in the beginning. I had never seen I've that I've never seen before. that before either. Uh, I was kind of like, what is she saying? I'm like, what is this about? But as I thought about it and listened to her, I'm like, you know, it really makes sense because she's not there to provoke. She's not there to make yeah. them feel uncomfortable, to have anything bad happen. She just wants to say like, hey, I'm here. I just want to, you know, I want to you know, talk with you. I want to see your presence somehow. Yeah. And yeah. that's all I want. So, so I yeah. dig this energy that she mm-hmm. has going on. I love the approach that she's having with it. Um, of course, in the cat toys. So yeah, she's just killing the game here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she wants to obviously connect with the spirits, and she um, goes to this place where she feels like, what did they say, that there's been like a cosmic imprint, that this this place is heavily, um, I, I don't want to say haunted. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of experiences that people have in this mm-hmm. one place. Mm-hmm. All right, so then we, we see Deborah Blum, mm-hmm. and she is a, a big wig at MIT, and I think she kind of does psychology, uh, paranormal um, teachings, I, I, I think, in a way. And she said that as long as there have been human civilizations, there have been reports of ghosts and encounters, which is so true, because if you mm-hmm. study paranormal, it just goes back and back and back, even like stone drawings and carvings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And the connecting with ancestors, I think, is huge, too, that you, yeah. you see that that has been going on forever. Right. Sorry. And then she said that, you know, you live this life. It's so full of energy and you have so much purpose and love and hopes and dreams. And then when you die, what happens? Like, does it just all disappear and that's the big question that this series is talking about i think we all know it right Um, yeah absolutely you grow wings (laughs) you grow wings you fly away (laughs) and that's the end of the episode so then you you sit on the cloud and eat grapes and and watch everybody yeah judge them (laughs) yes judging so hard (laughs) Uh, so basically she just says like the body disappears but the energy doesn't but where does it go like Mm -hmm. how and where and and all that good stuff so then she talks also about what we talked about last time with uh, interactions. So you can have the voice, you can have the touch, you can have the vision. And uh, and then she says something funny. She's like, well, who wants to see a ghost? I would never want to see a ghost. And I'm like, I do, I do. I did once a long time ago, and I want to see it again. But, but now I think, really? I'm gonna, I might get really scared. Like, I don't I know. I think it would be I think it's fun to say I would like to see a ghost, but if I actually saw a ghost in front of me, I'd piss myself, I would cry, I would need therapy forever. Right. I would be terrified. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've seen so many at this point. And she's fine. Look, I'm good, you know? No no effect at all on this one. I don't understand. (laughs) So in this episode, it kind of jumps back and forth. So it goes you know, to Mariah, and then we uh, start seeing a lot of clips of older yes. people, mm-hmm. which we come to find out we meet a, a gentleman, and we'll introduce him in a bit. But he's a, he's a cool dude. I like the way he came in to where he's doing all of this now, right? Right. Kind mm-hmm. of started off. Um, he has a scientific mind. He's a doctor, right? And mm-hmm. the way they look at things is black and white, right? Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. thinking about the afterlife. But... Through time, that changes for him. Right. Right. And right. I think he's a really cool cat. And he's a like a mobile hospice doctor. Yeah. So, so nice. it's 
people that are in hospice but choose to be at home. And then he travels and does his appointments with them. And he actually sits and kind of interviews them about, oh, my God. You guys, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Yeah, chills. I know. Uh, it's an extra piece that he yeah. does that most hospice doctors don't even touch. Mm-hmm. Because, because they don't want to hear it. Yeah, and he acknowledges yeah. it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's just like. Oh, it's beautiful. It's That's yeah. what people need. We People mm-hmm. need support. You know, they're in hospice care. This is the end of their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And they need love and support obviously and there's a lot of things that happen with a lot of people in this stage yeah it's called deathbed um apparitions apparitions and it's just a process of dying and it could be where you see your loved ones that have already passed years and years and years Mm -hmm. and they're just kind of there to guide you across yes and and i guess (sighs) this happens quite a bit Quite a bit. More than people talk about. So uh, we meet an older woman on the show, Mm -hmm. and I love her, and she's talking about how... She's she's, so cute. She is so cute. Okay, so (laughs) I don't know if everyone knows, but I love old people. I love them. It's I so think funny. everything they do As I'm writing is perfect my notes, and beautiful. Woman, I'm like, oh, this is totally Oh, yeah, right. because yeah. she is. I love them. She's love so them. cute. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's, she's adorable. so cute. Mm-hmm. So she's talking about her brother, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the way she says Ronnie, oh, my gosh. And, you know, he, he comes to her, and she says, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, my God. <laughs> and this happens around 2, 3 in the morning, which we know. Right. A lot the, of activity tends hour. to yeah. happen during mm-hmm. that time. Um, you know, and then she says that she sees her mother and her father, and they're looking really good. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people tend to think that when you pass, you go back to a time in your body at your peak. Right. right. So I guess 12 for me. <laughs> That's where I peaked. And if you're ill or if you say you, you're you're paralyzed where you're not walking, I've I've seen stuff on TV where the medium's like, he wants mm-hmm. to let you know he's walking, he's yeah. running, he's jumping, mm-hmm, right. and he had no legs when right. before right. he passed away. But you're yeah. made whole. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You were made yes. completely, yeah. which is a beautiful thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. So she she just says that she has this experience. She sees her brother and her mother and father, and they're looking fabulous. Mm-hmm. And that they let her know that they're there because they're going to help her come right. to the other side. They're going right. to get her ready for that. Uh-huh. And she's... <laughs> just knowing that you have loved ones who are, I mean, I think with us always, but then to be able to see them and have them reassure you we're here during this process. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really do. And then he's like, well, how was it? Like, how, tell me how it was. And she's like, it was heaven on earth. Mm. I love it. And I love it. I love how she oh said gosh. that. It was so sweet. I'm really going to try not to cry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Okay. All right, let's work on pulling it together. Okay, so what is parapsychology? Hmm, we've talked about parapsychology before. Yeah, but I wish I, I would have went in that field. You should have. It, I should have. I don't know. I was going to be that jam. or a mortician. I should have did that as well, but you know, I don't know how to tell you maybe this. Maybe in the next. There's still time. I know. You can do know. anything you want. I know. So parapsychology is the science um, and the study of anything that is. Uh, Paranormal, psychic phenomenon, uh, anything that we can uh, claim as supernatural, something that's not natural or normal to us. Right, mm-hmm. just not proven scientifically. Exactly, right? right. Okay, so that is a fun field. There's a lot of things that you can look at with parasites. And they also kind of throw in there like different types of hauntings, and I've done this a million times, I've said this a million times too. 
you can have the residual, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is just like a tape recorder that kind of just records in the walls of the area of, you know, someone laughing or having a good time or, you know, just walking the hallway like they do on an everyday basis. And then years later, it just plays over right. and over again. They don't know you're there. You can see them. They don't care about you. They will not interact with you. It's just kind of like watching a movie. It's still scary, but it's kind of mm -hmm. just watching a movie. And then you have your intelligent hauntings where those are interactive spirits. Those spirits yeah. know who you are. You can have a conversation with them. They can do things, mm -hmm. touch, speak to you, and that can kind of get out of control. That this can get blows yeah. my mind. So <laughs> I told you guys about the woman that like tried to commit suicide in my old apartment. Um, right. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So definitely, when you describe residual, I see this tape recording. Mm -hmm. I see it like it's it's a repeat every uh -huh. night. The same thing. Like she walks into the bathroom and tries to commit suicide. But then, you know, that was my experience. But then my brother-in-law, he had a different experience where it was more intelligent. Where she was. I, I mean, that's the only thing right. I can explain because then she interacted with him. Yeah. Which we didn't ever get, but she <laughs> was upset. She was upset, and she ah, locked him in the bathroom. I remember that story, and I got right? chills. Yeah. Oh, so oh, is that oh. possible? How oh, does yeah. that? It's just so weird that it would be, like, residual for one person, mm -hmm. and nothing ever That's happens. A question. And then all of a sudden, like, there's this other energy coming in, and he just must have pissed her off or something because she was. Well, we don't know what, what the reason was that she was trying to kill herself, too. I mean, it right. could have been a breakup with a boyfriend, and your brother maybe reminded mm -hmm. her of him. And she's like, Oh, and then, you know, <laughs> yeah. closes the door. So Did we, we you don't know that. I think this, these are all really great questions, right? Can they be both? I mean, I, I mean, think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, so we see Mariah go to this really cool, cool, old looking place. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the Morris Jumel Mansion. Uh -huh. This is in Washington Heights, New York City. I'd like to go to New York. Yeah, yeah. Okay, how about that? This Every is like time. old. Yeah, this is old New York. Yeah. This is an old mansion. So, so pretty. old. Yes. It's so pretty. Mm -hmm. Built okay. in 1765. Like, yeah. it's old. Um, almost as old as my haunted <laughs> blanket. Oh. Yeah. Actually, it's that's older. Okay, so Mariah likes to go to this location every month. Every month mm -hmm. she goes, yes. She goes. They know her. It's great. Uh -huh. And she says that she gets this with spirits every time that she has something happen right i i believe that because this is you know it's the home is almost 400 years old or almost going on 400 years old and the amount of people in and out in and out people that lived there mm -hmm. uh historic people that have lived there historic people that came and go uh of course i think the older it is that's why there's so many hauntings in europe because mm -hmm civilization was so much longer than us here in the Americas. So, of course, there's going to be a lot more yeah. hauntings than, than I I think that this place is super unique also because they had a lot of like celebrities from yes. the time, the big mm -hmm. names back in the 70s. They were, like, names they were name dropping. Dude. <laughs> yes, we have Washington, Jefferson Hamilton and Aaron Burr. 
have all uh, stayed at this location. Yeah, well, Aaron Burr actually lived there, and yeah. he has his room. He has a, so yeah, it's like the room. Aaron Burr room. Yeah, that would be a trip. I, I would dig it. Yeah. I would be into That's it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that these hauntings actually go back to the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that's happening. So neighbors will see things like happening in the window from the other house. At like three in the morning. Someone yeah. up there uh-huh. is somebody staying there. So uh-huh. that's a trip. That's yeah, that's spooky. Not yeah, even someone inside. Uh-huh. That's crazy. Oh, my gosh. I got chills. Uh, so they see lights, hear voices, things like that. Right. Right. And then they bring in Christopher Davalos. He's kind of like the overseer of the house. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of like her investigating buddy. Yeah. And he's the one that's telling, you know, like, the neighbors will call me at 3 a.m. and say, we're, we're seeing what people over there. Me? Like, who's over there? <laughs> Nobody's over there. Nobody should be over there. Like, what the hell? Like, it's, it's Aaron Burr. Yeah. It's like no surprise to him. You know? Yeah. He's oh, probably yeah. like, oh, it's, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah, right? Because... Yeah, I already know. <laughs> and they hear disembodied voices, too. I think that's kind of spooky because you don't yes. know who is talking to you. And that's definitely more, I think, of an intellectual haunting where they're trying to get your attention by talking. And, yeah. Yes, I think this is great. So she's going to do um, an investigation. She brings flowers. Mm-hmm. Every time. I know. I know. You, you know this is like a passion Thoughtful. for her. It's a passion, you know, it's, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's doing it the right way. Yeah. Dude, I just love Mariah. So she has a noise machine, right? She has stuff that's also tracking the static electricity. Right. right? So it's kind of like a spirit box. So a spirit box... Uh, kind of brings in all the different radio frequencies and spirits are said that they can easily manipulate all those different frequencies where you can actually hear them speak. But what she does is she just has a white noise machine, which is just kind of like staticky a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it works the same too. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a lot less money as well. So, which is I'm just loving Mariah more and it more works. with yeah. her yeah, thing. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Mariah, for mm-hmm. the tip. Write mm-hmm. that down. Right. Okay, so uh, the device that she's using is showing some kind of presence, right. something mm-hmm. going on. She's asking, you know, really basic, calming questions like who's here, you know. You have things to tell us, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. She also does a thing with the water, and you've mentioned that before, that that can be a great conduit. It's a right? conduit. But if you don't have money to buy a you know spirit box or even a white noise machine right the sound of running water kind of works the same way plus it's a conduit so it's kind of bringing Mm -hmm. them to you brilliant two for one brilliant yeah so they're in they're in this old-fashioned bathroom right so they're Mm -hmm. sitting there they have the (laughs) water running and oh there's some crazy stuff that happens um okay so like we were saying that this is not a science right so they're talking throughout this investigation. It's not direct evidence, right? But you can obviously feel like something else is happening that we don't understand, right? right? Mm-hmm. So we see that a lot, mm-hmm. right? So they do the bathroom. They're doing the EVPs. Um, and when they're doing the EVPs, right, so what you hear is Mariah asking the questions mm-hmm. and giving time. But you can't hear those responses until you listen to the recording. Right. So electronic voice phenomenon is something that is is recorded. You don't hear it with your near ear. That's a disembodied voice. So disembodied voice is something that you hear with your ear. And EVP is the recording. So 
they're answering you, you don't hear them, and then when you play back your recording, you hear them answering you. Right. And I've heard thousands and thousands of these from all different shows and everything that um, I've caught, I want to say since we've been doing this for a year and a half now, I think I've caught three EVPs on our recordings. Right. That I cannot explain. Like, the dogs will bark or the babies will, you know, come in and whatever. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that, yeah. I could be like, oh, I know what that is. Right. No. There are times when I've heard stuff and I'm like, what the hell was that? And I've had to play it over and over again. I'm like, oh, That's my God. Trim. We caught an EVP. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you have to for this. <laughs> so wild. Hours, it's so crazy. It. You yeah. hear it go saying, check one, two. Check one, two. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple episodes ago, I, I was talking about something and this like demon voice like over and I could not cut it out because oh, it was a part that we needed in there so if you heard that episode and you heard me talking and then do this really weird like a growl, demon growl was, that was not me yeah she's a demon <laughs> that was not me. your secret is out oh god <laughs> <laughs> okay so she's talking um she's trying to get some feedback who's there with her um when she listens to the recording we hear Aaron Burr Yes. Aaron Burr showed up to the party. What? the Netflix special. What? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's wild. You Netflix, I'm here, y'all. <laughs> yes. It's Aaron Burr. Uh, they set up equipment, you know, different places in the house, but they also are able to pick up what sounds like footsteps on hard yes. wood floor, mm-hmm. but it's carpeted. Yes. Right? Explain that. Okay. <laughs> that, I think, is residual. Right. Because yes. he must have walked yes. that space in his room a million times mm-hmm. with his boots on. So Having deep thoughts. Amber's <laughs> having deep thoughts, and it's there forever. Right. The rest of the time. So, yeah. So, that I think that's more of a residual. But they didn't hear that. Were they hearing that with their ear? Or was no. it? It was just the EVP, it was just right? The EVP. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because it's just like I'm here. You need yeah, to I'm here. we'll talk about I it on the podcast. I think that might have been more of intelligent right there. Yeah, yeah. These and then they questions. had asked um, right before the footsteps during that recording. They said, "Is there anything that you want to tell us mm-hmm. now? Is your chance?" Mm-hmm. You know, because at this point they're up in his room. They left his restroom, and what what was really cool was that they have this like little thing that has like these little bars on it, and then they light up in different colors. Yes. Right? right? Mm-hmm. And so they say, too, like, can you do that again? Yeah. And then they do it again, it and they're again. like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I like, know. You know, it's so cool. But they had asked, like, what else do you want to say? And, I mean, he must have been thinking about it because he's just pacing back and forth. That's all we got. He was having deep thoughts about what to he's say. He's like, I have too much to say. I'm not I'm not, gonna I'm open not even going to start. Yeah, okay. it was wild. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so... I love that she does make these statements, like connecting with the other side is a miracle, mm-hmm. right? Doing what she does is really is a beautiful thing right. that she's doing. Um, they're invisible to us, but this brings them out, and then it's visible to her and to others who, who do this. I would love to do this at least once in my life, I have an investigation where we have to stay up all night and coffee and, like, get scared mm-hmm. and, and have all these of recordings course. to share. I think once. <laughs> I would love it. I had plans of us doing this before mm-hmm. COVID happened. Right. Before so Ramona. We're getting towards, you know, the end of this tunnel and hopefully we can, you know, start setting stuff up where we can right. where we can go and do this. I love the positivity <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. That is great. Okay. So we're gonna go back to 
history here and how this has been going on, people having these experiences forever. And they talk right. about how you could find this in ancient Mesopotamia, mm-hmm. ancient Egypt with drawings and things like that. The tombs, the Book of the Dead, mm-hmm. which is a real famous, you know, historic uh, document of just stories and things that yep. happened in the Egyptian times that they found buried in these tombs, which is, what? that's a whole yeah, other story is all yeah. that stuff because that's wild as well. So we're talking about at the end of life, right? You're going through a stage, a lot of people maybe in hospice, they're saying like 95% of people mm-hmm. um, in this situation have family and friends that, mm-hmm. that come to them, right? Wild. What? Like, that's such a high percentage to me. So 5% is your ghost hunters that are going out and actually having the experiences with the different spirits wherever. The 95% of sightings are just regular people like us that are seeing their loved ones. Yeah, that have just passed. Yes. They say Mm -hmm. that it's usually that they've just passed and then you see them, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that's a trip to me. Um, so then we meet William James. He had a psychology and he was doing a cyclical research, right? Mm-hmm. That was his jam. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was his jam. So the founder of ASPR. So they compiled evidence of connections with spirits, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why he was so into this, you know, is because he had lost a toddler, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which made him look into the paranormal, and he wanted, of course, to see a connection. He mm-hmm. wanted to feel um, that he knew what happened to, mm-hmm. to this child that passed. I, I understand that, and a lot of people understand that, right, mm-hmm. when we right. have a loved one that passes. Um, so we, we're talking about photography now. We're going to do this shift. It goes right back to these damn pictures. I think they're really, really uh, <laughs> fun to look at. They're fun to look at, yeah. They're just... Somebody took the time to make them, Timo. We can appreciate their art and their hard work. So I, I bought this book recently, and uh, it has nothing to do with paranormal. It's it's the Witch's Almanac, and mm-hmm. it's for 2021 to 2022 for the spring, whatever. And I'm just kind of looking through it, and at the very end, I something catches my eye, and I'm like, what is this? Because I see ectoplasm. I'm like, what? What's this? And it's a, a little recipe on how to actually make. No. So I'm like, I took the picture and I sent it on our, our little group chat. I'm like, guys, check this out. It's so hilarious. Blows my mind. <laughs> so and can... here's a little recipe for you to doctor something up. Right. Yes. I love yes. it. I love it. I love it. So this spirit photography on camera, right? Mm-hmm. There's a history of this. Mm-hmm. You know, people doctoring these photos, <laughs> uh, you know, which was really interesting that they would take like, uh, maybe pictures from like newspapers, and they were able to use it to then imprint on other pictures to make yeah. it look like somebody's behind them. Very creative, very creative, yeah. but so bad looking to me. Mm-hmm. But if you got to think about back then, photography was new to everybody, so yeah. who knew? Be like, that's fake. Like, yeah. you have no clue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have no clue. You're like, oh my God. People yeah. were just running with that uh-huh. opportunity. Oh, yeah. They had a great time. They didn't have Netflix and shows to binge, <laughs> so they had to doctor photos. I love it. I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, when we're trying to confirm an actual spirit photograph, uh, a, a witness tends to be 
involved, right? It's not right. just somebody saying mm-hmm. this happened, right? If you have a witness, okay, that gives some credibility. Mm-hmm. And I love that. So then we meet John Huckert. Oh my goodness. So right. he moves into this really beautiful home in this beautiful area. Uh-huh. It has some good like forest vibes to it, right? Kind of mm-hmm. dig it. Um, he moves in there in the late 80s. And he said that actually he felt a weird energy in the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever lived in a home or have felt weird energies in homes. I definitely no, have. I haven't, unfortunately. Have you ever felt like a negative uh, energy, like going to a location, like somewhere where you're like, oh, something's off? Okay, I don't know if it's still there or not, but in downtown New Hall, there is, um, they have a lot of office buildings that are kind of Victorian style. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But you know where I think it's eggs eggs and things or something right there. There was there's there's Egg a plantation? Co- Maybe. Yeah. There's a, like a hairdresser. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then there was a little boutique right there. And I don't think the boutique's any there anymore. But I had gone to a little like wine tasting jewelry kind of party thing. And I noticed in this one part of the store there was a huge square cut out of the roof and I think maybe it had a pull down ladder so it was kind of like an attic Uh space but it was wide open Mm -hmm. and I walked by there and I kept on feeling like someone was looking down at me every time I walked I I just had this feeling like so then I went and talked to the owner of the boutique and she said oh yeah there's a little girl up there that um is up there oh I got I know so I don't know so I've been in places so where definitely I've, I've yes, yes. but not lived, not lived anywhere uh-huh. in my home where I had that experience. Yeah. I have a weird energy in my office space at my home where we used to record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've had the yeah. chair make yeah. sounds, you know, when I go in that room, I go, Ugh, <laughs> right? And it's not because it's my work room. It's because there's something about it that I am mm-hmm. not digging in there. Um who knows? That's, uh, you know, we have all you ever have staged in there before. My daughter has. Okay. And then we had this whole sage conversation about using blue sage, how that's the one I should be using. Right. And I just learned something new about smudging, how we shouldn't be smudging. And I have to look into it because I'm not exactly sure what smudging the difference between smudging mm-hmm. and saging is, I think they correlate with each other, but smudging is dedicated just to the indigenous people. Okay. And it's almost like a... Uh, Super interesting to me. Some of it is very emotional. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this... Um, disrespect. Okay. So I'm going to learn that. Learn and, something new yeah, every day. So, uh, uh, I, I follow a lot of, uh, like witches on TikTok and I've been learning a lot of stuff from different people and I just learned that from one of the the girls that I follow on TikTok 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 Thank you, Thank you TikTok we're, <laughs> we're learning so much yes. just every day so much recipes Where dances she was just mortified when she learned that because she'd been doing it so much and she says I I have all this stage I don't know what to do with and she ends up giving it back to the earth wherever she, like if she's out and she takes a rock or plant or whatever, she'll leave a, a sage there. Oh. So she's giving back. She's, oh. she's working that situation. She's doing that balancing. She's doing yeah. it in the right way. I so I'm going to look into that and I'll, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> so so John is living in this home. He's got this 
bad energy feeling going mm-hmm. on. He says that his hair will stand up, right? We've all had right. that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he felt like his body, like almost like would feel sunburned. That's right. interesting. I've never heard that I've never before. heard that either. Yeah. I think we should have checked for maybe gases, carbon. <laughs> maybe. Okay, so. Um, but we're in Los Angeles, and we're up in the Hollywood Hills. Yes. Right. A lot of shit has happened up in the Hollywood Hills. Mm-hmm. doesn't what? matter where you are, it's bananas yes. up yes. there. Yeah. Yes. So. There's a whole history oh, of. Yeah. Uh, serial lots killers. Of lots ju- of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A yeah. lot of serial killers everywhere in that place. Easy dumping right. place. That's exactly where my mind goes. Yeah. Easy. That's where yeah. you would dump a body, yeah, right? For sure. Or that, just she actually told me that one. So like <laughs> for sure. Hello. Okay. Oh, or so. just like random people maybe driving and crashing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so there's the windy roads yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's trauma. It's a that's, place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So he says that in ninety one for Christmas, he gets a Polaroid camera, which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes. Because a Polaroid camera was like, oh, I'm the shit. <laughs> I'm getting all these really expensive pictures, you know, that look like shit. It's so exciting. Oh, I love Love, love mm-hmm. the Polaroid pictures. I used to put my Polaroids on my mirror, and it would, like, cover my yeah. mirror. Me yeah. and my friends at school. Oh, I love them. Well, we have Polaroids now, but they're not as cool as they were back in the day. Because no they're way. these teeny, tiny little things. Yeah, like they're little yeah. baby Polaroids. They were huge. And then they had that big white spot at the bottom where you could like make a little notation of yes love it yeah (laughs) oh let's get some okay so he gets this polaroid camera and he says that the situation with the bathroom door is interesting Mm -hmm. right that it opened or closed with ease and he said that with that this door you actually couldn't do that right so obviously they do not open this door anymore because he had to lift a rug up and then he's like look and you have this huge scrape mark in the hardwood right. mm-hmm. from the door opening and closing, opening and closing when ed- anyone walked in and out. So it's not. It's not closing I, I'm totally getting with, a, with a breeze. You can't. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Someone has to force that sucker, mm-hmm. which, and that happened in front of their eyes. Like mm-hmm. They're like, what? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's unexplainable. And yes. Okay. So. He decides to take a picture with his Polaroid, right? This weird thing happens with the door. Let's take a Polaroid picture. He does that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's looking at this picture, and I get chills (laughs) because... I have seen so many shows of this, and I didn't know what they were talking about at first. And then when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the story. I've seen this picture a million times. It's a trip. Wild. Yeah. yeah. He's looking at this picture, and there's an obvious light in this picture. And not like, uh, oh, you took it. It's not a reflection. Not, right. And no. it's not like a bad picture, right? It's like a foggy shape. Mm-hmm. With almost like a yeah. firework look to it. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's really crazy. I don't crazy. think I'm explaining this right, <laughs> and I apologize. But it, it really is a trip to see this picture. And he thinks that his dad has... Played a prank on yeah, him. He's like, ha, 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 dad mm-hmm. gave me the camera. Good one, dad. I think there's ghosts <laughs> in this house now. Right? He, he doesn't know what to think looking at this photo, mm-hmm. which I dig. So then his friend comes over. Mm-hmm. John uh, Matowski. Right. And so they're just hanging out. They're being all young and stuff. And we're going to get crazy with some Polaroid pictures. Well, he's like, mm-hmm. hey, look at this, dude. Look at this. He's like, wow, cool. How'd you do this? Yeah. Not even thinking that they were real pictures. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And he's I like, it. no, dude. Like, let's put a whole new I need you to check in. this shit out. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, if my dad is doing this, then I bought a brand new roll of film. We're going right. to use that film. Yes. 
And the shit that they come up with is friggin' wild. It's so fun how this thing kind of takes off where people then start coming over to take pictures Mm -hmm. to see what they can capture. They have like Polaroid taking parties. They have Polaroid parties. parties. (laughs) And people go to town to see Uh what they can pick up. So they're having fun Mm -hmm. with this situation. So these... Again, don't look like there's something that's been messed up in the photo. That's not what we're looking at mm-hmm. here. We're, it looks like you're seeing some kind of phenomenon, some kind of electrical phenomenon, I guess. They're, it's not even in the front of the bathroom anymore. They're taking pictures right. everywhere else, mm-hmm. and they're coming up in front of different people. Yeah, It's not just in front of him either. It's so funny to see the group pictures where they're like, hugging <laughs> each other, and it just seems like there's like, yes. Hey, we're we're here too. Yeah, pieces. That's you know, that's crazy. It's just bananas. So they take it to the next level. Oh yeah, where they start asking questions and then taking a picture to see if they get a response, Mm -hmm. which I think is so fun. I want to do this so bad, but I'm still kind of skeptical at this point. Yeah. I actually feel like I, I may have like a scientific oh, no, explanation. Don't ruin it. Yeah. No. Okay. We'll I want to yeah. hear I want to hear your explanation. So they they start asking questions, right? right. So uh, one of the questions, are you here? Right. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. basic. Good right. start. Good start. Um, they take a picture and it says yes in lights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like smoky lights. Yeah, yeah. Like someone hit something real hard, <laughs> blew it out, and went. Woo. Yeah. And then took a picture. <laughs> yeah. It's fun, though, to see. It's fun. Okay. Yeah. All right. So then they're asking questions like, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Right? And then we see that um, the word right. So it's W-R-I-G-H-T is the, in this this mm-hmm. light, as if that's the name of right. who they're communicating right. with. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... They're feeling like they're having interactions through these photos and with answers, and they're having fun with it, um, which I really dig. So they go to the Hall of Records, right, to see if they can find a right. And this is what a lot of people do when they have hauntings. Right. They of want, course. want to if see you what... Don't, yeah, if yeah. you don't know the history. Yeah. Figure it out. I just think it's so fun that you can just go and you can find it out. I just love that. It's yeah. like Ancestry.com with our... With our family, you can go. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. Uh-huh. So, so they go to do their homework here, a Hall of Records. You know, they're looking for a right. They don't really find somebody that's matching it though mm-hmm. for this location, this residence. So right. mm-hmm. we don't know if this is the person. Um, they said that there was like four different people with that name mm-hmm. that had like a connection to the right, family, but not really there. there. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Kind so, of iffy. I did a deep dive on this because I wanted to know more of because they tell tell us on the show that they took hundreds and hundreds thousands. of these thousands with yeah. with answers, uh-huh. but they really don't tell us that much. They they show yeah. us the next one is Are you a good ghost or a bad ghost? <laughs> and it says friend, right? And then I think that's it. There was another one that was kind of. Um, I think it was a, like it a was phrase like, in Latin, right? Oh, there was, but there was like, yeah. a, "Why are you here?" And it said, "I am here for you." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But then there was like a, a Latin phrase. It yeah. Said, like, I couldn't find that. Did something? Yeah. Know, like it was something in, in yeah. Latin. And then I think. like ply the or I was really having a hard time even like figuring it out, mm-hmm. and, but it didn't seem like it was in English anymore. 
that's spooky to me. Oh, let me tell you these other ones I got because these are not as spooky as that. So there was like, I'm here for you. We saw that. There's one that says anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Very motivational yeah. ghost. <laughs> listen, very, very positive things. Listen and you will hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Open your mind and open your heart. And then it's, it was like genius, low, low chi, or something to that effect. And it was in Latin, which scares me. Because we know, do you hear that little squeaky on nope, me with my mouth? nobody heard it, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> when we talk about exorcisms, mm-hmm. it's originally written in Latin. Sometimes the priests do speak in Latin. You of really course, gave me the in Rome, mm-hmm. in the, the Vatican. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure in Rome and in the Vatican City when they are actually doing, and they do those still to this day, mm-hmm. I'm sure they say them in Latin. I'm sure they do. I, they have to. Yeah. So when I saw that, I'm like, that's Latin. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, oh. But like I just told you guys right now, like, hey, the exorcisms, they could be in Latin. I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to know There that. was a word that, like, now that you say it, and it says, like, it was M-O-R-I-A-R. Which I think is, like, like death. death right? I think it's death or dead in, yeah. in, uh, in Latin. Latin. Mm-hmm. And something that I thought of also is, Back at this time, I mean, still in the 80s, 90s, you could take Latin in high school. Oh, I took it yeah. in junior high school in there you go. So I, I mean, took two years of Latin. I think I passed with a D because it was absolutely horrible. Unacceptable. <laughs> we'll talk about this after the podcast. I did it because I wanted to be cool like all the other girls in my class. Did it work? No. Oh, no. I should have taken Spanish. Latin. So dumb. Yeah, so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I don't even know why, why they did that. But that was a long time ago, y'all. I think Long Mariah time. needs to go to this home in mm-hmm. L.A. Yes. Mariah, uh-huh. if you're listening. Let's pull it together. Yes. Let's come on and go do the EVP there yep. and see what's what's really going on. I think this is just a fun situation. Yeah. People had fun with this, and that's all I care about. Yeah. So whatever. Um, they, okay, so they say, yeah, you're right, 12,000 pictures mm-hmm. have been taken in this home. Can you right. imagine? Okay, I have that written down. Yeah. Yeah. Think about how much that film cost uh-huh. it was expensive. in today's money it's two billion dollars yes <laughs> so this is oh this is what drives me nuts so when they're taking these pictures with the polaroid cameras they are using polaroid spectra film mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. this very special that was a special film film yeah. <laughs> can you get it now no no. Oh, no you can't they stopped making it even with him in a few right. years after yeah. he started doing this and he said making. that there was something about this specter film that was able to bring mm-hmm. spirits and ghosts <laughs> how convenient some kind of chemical yeah conduit, i don't know something. he has to show up to the next party and goes you guys i have terrible news <laughs> they're out of the it's film over. it's over it's over so mm-hmm. I, when I did my deep dive, if you Google Ghostwriter, that's how you can find okay. just everything. And then my lovey, lovey, dovey, Mr. Peter James, the medium that mm-hmm. I absolutely adore, uh, spoke with him, uh, spoke about him a couple episodes back. Didn't realize I was speaking him in the speaking about him in the present tense. He passed away in 93, 94, I think it was. Uh, but he's the medium that has the white hair and then the dark, dark, dark eyebrows and the dark, dark, dark mustache. But they even have a picture of him in there. Yes. So he went to that house and he actually did. So oh. I'm kind of like, now I'm like, is it real? Is it not real? Just have it up in yeah. mind. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like maybe this is a real experience, but mm-hmm. he like tried to like 
capitalize on it and make mm. some money. Like, you know how Polaroid film, like, you, it, it, like, it pulls up from the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, what happens to it, and this is just me talking out of my ass right now, but what happens if you write on there, like, you're not supposed to really touch it or play with it, right? What if you were to write on there before it was exposed, before you take that photo, and then that writing is just, like, superimposed on top of the picture? Mm -hmm. I think, like, that's a total possibility, and that's my theory. And And the way it's written, it mm -hmm. almost looks like you're kind of, like, kind of fast doing, like, if they, like... Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. I mean, and... Unfortunately, we don't have that type of film to do our own experiment because if we did just whatever yeah. film, we still... We mm-hmm. need Mythbusters up in here. Yeah. Okay, so we'll <laughs> contact you, Mythbusters. Look for that email. Um, it's coming. Okay, so, you know, Leslie Keen, she's the one that's yep. put this whole mm-hmm. uh, fun series together, and she's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's talking about that these apparitions come, right, that this is a real thing. She finds this really interesting, just like me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're called crisis apparitions, right? Mm-hmm. And that, it's like the final blast before. Yes. Right. Which is kind of sad to say. Yeah. One last uh-huh. before. Mm-hmm. Done. Uh, okay. So th- there's thousands of cases of this. Um, this story was wild. Yeah. It is. Yes. It's, yeah. So it, I think it's. Back in like the 1800s, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure the where you went to the theater, old. you went yeah. to the opera, uh-huh. <laughs> and this gentleman is, is sitting on the balcony with his friend. He looks down and he's like, "Oh shit, there's my brother!" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I gotta go find my brother." And he's like, "My brother, my brother!" And his friend's like, "I don't see him. Yeah. He's not there." Right. So he runs down and he's looking and looking and looking, and his brother's not anywhere. Right. His brother can't be found. And, oh, it was in the 19th century. So at that time, you couldn't call somebody. Right. You couldn't, you know, you have, your, all your correspondence was by letter. Right. So he receives a letter, mm. I'm sure maybe weeks after this happened. Mm-hmm. And at that same exact time that he saw his brother down in, you know, up down from the balcony, he had died in China. Yes. Yeah. He had passed. So they're saying that these things happen where... Immediately after the death, right, they can come to a family and friend. Mm-hmm. I just get yeah. chills thinking about that. Yeah. Uh, like my whole body is like. <laughs> I've heard many stories of that happening with children because they're less jaded. They can see more. Uh, they're more open to mm-hmm. seeing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've heard many stories where a child is told grandpa, grandma died last night, yes. whatever. And then they're like, oh, I know they came last yeah, night to they, say goodbye to me. I think with that. Yeah. we had this in mm-hmm. one of the first, or like the couple, the first, second episode where uh-huh. the little girl's like, yeah, I know, because yeah. she came to tell me. Yeah. You know? She told me to be a good girl. And, you yeah, know, it's, it's just like, it's like, just my grandma. Like, whatever. Goodness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Gosh, I just love yeah. you know, this stuff. I really do. Oh, um, we we hear this crazy story. So this, this husband and wife, they're asleep. Right. Well, this is Deborah Bloom. So she's the MIT person. Mm-hmm. She's total right. skeptic. Yes. Until this happened. Yes. And she's like, I was a skeptic until my husband's story. So she starts talking about the story. She has a, an amazing story, right? <laughs> yeah. And so it actually entails her father-in-law, who mm-hmm. is a very serious person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Very okay. black and white thinker, mm-hmm. more data-driven. Um, they have this really, really crazy experience where they're asleep at night, right? And then he wakes up and he says... Uh, my, what is it? My brother is calling me. Oh, yeah. So this is her husband's father. Yes. Right? Okay, he had right. The experience. It was his and cousin. 
his cousin, his cousin, his yeah. cousin um, is calling me, is calling me. He's mm-hmm. outside. I need mm-hmm. to go see him. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And then they, they're listening and they don't hear anything. And it's just weird situation. And the right. wife is like, and go to losing your mind. Okay. Okay. They go back to sleep. Right. Again. He's like, no, I hear him. I can mm-hmm. hear him. He's out there. I want to go see him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he goes outside. Ah, he goes outside and nothing's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he's probably thinking at this time, he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm, am I losing it? Yeah, I'm am losing Am I losing it. my mind? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Do uh-huh. you guys ever find yourself outside because you heard <laughs> no, your cousin? No, Okay, so think about this man who is a no-nonsense person doing this. Exactly, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Sets, listens, doesn't hear anything. Okay, goes back to bed, all good. We wake up in the morning. Uh, he finds out that his cousin shot himself at that time. So mm-hmm. here's the situation where you know, he killed himself and then came to him. And he heard him and had this experience. So explain that yeah. to mm-hmm. me. How do you explain that situation you don't. to me? You don't, because... He wasn't ill. It wasn't like you were expecting him to pass away. He chose to take his life that night. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's wild. It's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Um, so, right, we're seeing a lot of stories of seeing apparitions, people that they know love, to bring them over the other side. So a lot of things going on here. Um, so this takes place in Buffalo, yeah. New York, with Chris Kerr. Um, this is the hospice doctor that we were talking about earlier, and now we're going right. to follow him, and this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, hospice is a situation where they usually give you, like, a timeline. Yeah, right. you got, like, six months left. Right. right. Where you could either months. choose not to continue with your uh, treatment, mm-hmm. or at this point, the doctors have done all they can do. Right. And it's sad. It's basically... Something where you go, where you just wait to die, and they keep you comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's about keeping the patient comfortable, mm-hmm. right? So we meet Chris Kerr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris has two dogs, Rags and Wags. I just thought that, <laughs> that was important to share with Super everybody. No, I, know. So I don't like that. I, do. I don't like that. Rags and the, the Wags. dogs are so confused. Aww, no, but they the don't dogs know who's calling who. happy. I know they're very happy. <laughs> Which one? Which one are you calling? I know. Is that me? Like, Every what? time you call one, but uh-huh. you both look up. Like, yep, that's right. <laughs> So Chris has, uh, you know, six months or less Mm -hmm. to live on hospice. Um, So this patient said that he saw his wife. Uh, uh, He talks about seeing his wife, and she had passed away eight years before. I just can't. I can't. I can't. And And he said it was so good to see her. Yeah. He's like, how was it? Oh, well, you know, and he's just so matter of fact. (laughs) Yeah. He's just like, it was so good to see her. Like, I yeah. feel like when you're at the end of your life, that is probably one of the best things that you could experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like we all hope that. We all hope that mm-hmm. if it's my time to go, that the people that I love are going to be there. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're in that moment, sure. So the doctor uh, is talking about before he did the hospice, he worked in the hospital. Yeah. And he was skeptic at this point, mm-hmm. and he was seeing a patient who was ill with HIV. This is probably back in the day when we didn't have all the, the, the medicine that mm-hmm. we have now. And he told the nurse, hey, I, I think we can give this guy this treatment. I think we can extend his life. I think this is right. going to yeah. work for him. Yes. And she's like, nope, 
Nope. And he, he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, he already saw his mama and he is going to go soon. Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, what are yeah, you talking about? Right, right. Yeah. And I think that kind of like, kind of jump-started his whole yes. belief and going into the hospice. I, I love yeah. this. I love she this. was so funny. Yeah, the nurse was like, shut up and pay attention. <laughs> yeah. Did they not teach you this? <laughs> Hello. Yeah. This was chapter nine of your medical textbook. That people will see their loved ones and you know, that's it. They're going to yeah. die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shut up and pay attention. <laughs> Get that on a t-shirt. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we meet Susan. You know, Susan is in hospice mm-hmm. she's dying she says that <clears throat> at one point in her room she sees that the curtains are like billowing mm-hmm. it's having this strange thing yes. happening uh-huh. um and that her husband comes through and she said that her, he comes through and he's smiling and he's so happy and that it was like this beautiful experience for her this was a little bit different though because her husband's name is Jean. he comes over and then her daughter cassie who had recently just died, like that past year, as an adult. And they were there together. But I think it was more of a vision that she was seeing. Like Like she was awake. She was awake, and she was seeing this vision, but I don't think they really interacted with her. I think they were just there kind of looking at her and smiling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and then they just turned around and walked away. There well, they did the peace sign, and then <laughs> so let's right, get right. the facts right for the story. And she's like, it was just a beautiful scene. Like they're all a matter of fact in a way. Right. It's so wild. Every single one of them. I think if you're really, if you're in that situation, you're ready. And I that's think so. really what it is: is you're ready and you're comfortable with that. Yeah. You know. I hope it's like that. I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. yeah. We have this patient, Colette. Where she's having one of these experiences where her father comes to her, and they had a very difficult relationship. This was yeah, not, you know, right. a, an easy relationship for them. And she said that he came and he said he was proud of her. I know that's this is the total Stop! opposite of what oh. Susan had because she's having a full-on conversation with her father, mm-hmm. and this is almost like that guy um, in episode two that we talked about where he had the near-death experience yes. and he was in the ocean and he saw his father. Yes. Uh-huh. Because him and his father didn't really have a relationship yeah. either. And it was this healing yes. moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what this is all about? Like we're sent here to, I don't know, to better ourselves and work mm-hmm. on relationships and maybe things like this at the end are important to hear that yeah. all is good. And it, it's sad. I mean, her dad died when she was 22, so you can just imagine. I mean, you're 22. We're all assholes at that age, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Correct. So whatever we went through in... In, in that time when we were young, of course, she probably yeah. was having a hard time with him. So And it was way back when, too, yes. where times was different. Times different. So yeah. by 22, you were married with, like, five kids already. Yeah. Like, yeah. you were planning your yeah. retirement. You know what I love about this is when he walks in to talk to her, he's like, so she looks so good. She's on hospice. And he's like, I heard you're failing to comply with hospice. Like, I heard you're you. Not I'm like, he's not. Is she in hospice? She looked so great. She looked, right. she looked better than me. She looked right. amazing. Half the time. And yeah. I, I think like maybe when you have this diagnosis, you know, we didn't know what her diagnosis was, but they can't tell you you only have six months and you're supposed to die in that time frame. Sometimes it's longer. Well, he's you like, know? you look really good. And she's like, yeah, my doctor said it's like mm-hmm. this and then this. Right. Yeah. Right. So whatever mm-hmm. whatever her mm-hmm. diagnosis was, it's gonna fall fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she was in a really good state. 
Right. Jenny's she was. Interview. Everyone was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. She looks um, amazing. So then we have Jeannie LaRue Faber. All right. She's speaking to a patient. Um, she said, you know, three or four days in the past week that she had somebody coming mm-hmm. to her. So this is happening over and over again. Um, there's thousands of these experiences. One man said he danced with his Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, my heart. Yeah. You know that that was like a true love kind of broken sure. heart thing oh. that he was just, you know, yeah, that had to be. Uh, going back to Jeannie, though, she talked about something kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Yes. She, yes, she said did. that she woke up and this a lot of dead people were just walking past her bed. Yeah. And that's kind of like, like... What is that about? That Green. is poltergeist. When all the spirits were coming down the stairs and they're just going and going, I was like, I don't know if I want to see that. No? Write that no. down. Let them know. Let them know now. Right. Yeah, you have to actually put the request in. Okay. Everyone I, knows that. I, yeah. I only want... I do not want to see... <laughs> The whole gang walking past my bed. That would be so overwhelming, honestly. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. And you know, my side of the my family, we have a gang and a gang and a gang. Yes. So, you know, everyone would be coming by. I'm, no, I don't want to see you yet. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so you... You guys, we're, we're talking about John. John is a partner to the doctor that we've been talking about that mm-hmm. goes and visits people in hospice, right? Mm-hmm. But he had his own experience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, his mom was in hospice and had been spending time with her during you know, this end time. And that he had had a brother, Thomas, that had passed away as a, as a toddler. Mm-hmm. And her husband had died. Too. Um, so this actually left his mom feeling really bitter and angry for a part in her life, right? right? And mm-hmm. so that was really sad to hear that she had lived, you know, with these losses and felt really bitter and angry she for a She had a rough time. life, too, because mm-hmm. she was, you know, she was there during the Nazi time, and then mm-hmm. she came over to America, right. and all these horrible deaths, you know, followed. She's gone just, through it. She's been through she's it. She's gone through I it. I think yeah. I would be bitter, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it, it was a rough childhood, a rough life. Um, really sad. It is. It is sad. So she has a picture of her son that had passed as a, as a child with her, and she would talk to this portrait. Yes. And she said to him, it he talks back. Uh-huh. We're having a conversation right. here. So um, I'm going to go now because I will cry. That's crazy. Like, that's just yeah. an insane yeah. um, situation. Not insane like I don't believe her. I think what an incredible experience. She believed it, whether it was really happening or if it was some type of uh, end-of-life delusion or hallucination. She believed it, and I think. That's all that matters at that yes, point. Right. Yeah. Because that's it gave what gave her, her the peace. peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's all we want, right? So mm-hmm. she really needed that experience. It was really good for her. Do you want me to take this one over? Sure. Because <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. This this <laughs> next, uh, this next was hard because when we do these episodes, uh, you watch them over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. To get mm-hmm. the notes, to talk about certain things. This was a... Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I cry too. I'm gonna try not to cry, but I know you're you're just gonna lose it. I have I'm already on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing all these older people, people in their <sighs> late stage of life. Right. So we meet Jenny, and Jenny, I I, I want to say she's maybe 14 or 15, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay, and she is in hospice. She's she's dying of brain cancer, and and we are you know 
listening to the mom kind of talk about her. Mm-hmm. And she, it looks like to the point where she, I know they showed a clip in more in the beginning where she was sitting on a couch and she was still pretty much, she didn't need assistance with walking right. or standing mm-hmm. or anything like that. And I think the doctor was interviewing her and he said that she's like, I saw my dog. I saw my black dog that right. died, you know, mm-hmm. died. And I just looked down and I see this like little black thing running around. And he's like, well, what did he say to you? And then she's just like, dogs don't talk. I so yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then we come to this point where she's gotten a lot worse, where she probably cannot control her, her muscles. And she's mm-hmm. in a, kind of like a wheelchair kind of thing. And she says, you know, my, my Aunt Miriam came to visit me. And um, he's like, why? He's like, because she's going to, she's taking me up to heaven. She's going to come take me to heaven. And he's like, well, what does it look like? Like, what do you see? And he's like, she's, it's, it's a castle. I see a castle and I'm playing with my Barbies and I saw my dog there and it's a safe place. It's a safe place. So Mm -hmm. here's this young little girl that's dying. She has her whole life ahead of her, but she has that comfort of that as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't know any better because she hasn't really lived a life, but she's just happy that her aunt, she's going to be with her Barbies in a castle with her aunt and her dog. And the mom was sitting there and the mom said, you know, this one day I could hear her, hear her talking in her room. And I, I kind of like listened for a while and I couldn't really understand what she was saying. And I went in there and I said, who are you talking to? And she said, Oh, I was just talking to God. Yeah. And that was like right before she passed away too. Yeah. Just so, wow. I think what's important about this story too, isn't just um, that somebody came to Ginny to give her, you know, support Mm -hmm. during that. Mm -hmm. It's that the mother was able to hear it and take Mm -hmm. that in because after Ginny passes, now she has this you know, vision of her daughter being in her castle yes. and being yes. happy mm-hmm. and what, you know, um, peace that would give a, a mother to think about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She actually says, too, I feel better about my daughter dying. And that's like, it's a sentence that you would never even think to, to utter. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that she has been able to get that acceptance, mm-hmm. you know, that's like yeah. you could say that I feel better about my daughter dying mm-hmm. because it's true. Mm-hmm. Because you because she you knows know. she's in a good place. Yeah. And this girl, you can tell, was a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like she oh, yeah. fought this, and it was hard to see, you know, what the drugs and everything had done to her from these treatments. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that these kids go through that. Right. Just Ugh. heartbreaking. It's not right. It's awful, and it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but I think that the mom has a really good view. Mm-hmm. on the situation um so i'm glad that she had that experience i think that's important i think that's why parents and people that lose loved ones talk to psychics yeah right because right. right. y'all yeah. want that of course yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i had a cousin pass away when i was in high school he was only 13 and oh. he had um testicular cancer what what yeah it ah. was just um wow it was really it was really sad and i remember the day that he passed away we knew he was on hospice um everything hurt you know all of his body hurt it was really terrible but um you know they they called my cousin and i were in the same grade they called us and we walked to the main office and i walked in on one end of the office and he walked in on the other and we looked at each other and we knew 
oh shit, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and we just like I just dropped to my knees because I knew Aww. I knew that Adam had passed. And he knew, we just looked at each other, we knew that in that moment what we were there for. Mm-hmm. And it just was so heartbreaking. Mm. I didn't even know how to get through like the services, but somehow, and I, I can't explain this and I've never asked her, but my cousin's mom was able to give the best, most profound mm. eulogy mm. and speak so clearly during this that it mm-hmm. was like, how? She had some type of something inside yes mm-hmm. that's that's when i saw this part it just reminded me so much of, of adam that i knew that my cousin had some type of like peace in her heart mm-hmm. and she just was like this is what this is what it should be like mm-hmm. right she was in such peace with him passing mm-hmm. it was just it was beautiful mm-hmm. but, oh my gosh mm-hmm. that's, yeah that's uh, i'm so sorry i <laughs> that so we need to take a break <sighs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! But thank you for sharing. Yeah, see, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so at the end of this episode, right? They're leaving us with this question: you know, is life after death? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there is. Maybe everyone thinks of it just in, in different ways, mm-hmm. right? I think mm-hmm. that there's a reason why we we live. I do. I think that there's a purpose to all of mm-hmm. this, right? Because um, if not. What the fuck? Okay. <laughs> okay, because I'd be doing it hard all the time. So there better be a reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So then we are ending this, and they always show, like, that, that little, little clip, clip. Uh-huh. Like, to Just give you a little more. Come on back. <laughs> and this is going to be the last episode. This is the mm-hmm. sixth one. Yeah. And you you kind of kind of figure maybe what it's going to be about. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. And I'm going to do an episode on this of just all these, like, like real life experiences. So it's a mom and she's talking about her child Uh and he has a really, I didn't write his name down. He has a really Jalen Robinson. Mm hmm. No, that oh, was that's, no. oh, his name is Atlas. Atlas, right? I, I knew I was going to say like Arrow or something yeah. like that. It's, it's real. Sand yeah. and mm-hmm. <laughs> And he. Just kind of says, hey, mom, like when I was Jalen or when I was yeah. a kid, well, you know, somebody killed me. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like, what? It's yeah. so crazy. He's like, my name was Jalen Robinson. When I was a child, someone killed me. What? And she did the research and she saw, she found him. Yeah. She found the story and everything. Yeah. What? So it's going to be reincarnation. A lot of people don't believe in reincarnation. I, I think in the uh, <laughs> Buddha uh, Buddhism, I, mm-hmm. I think they, they believe, uh, but mainly there is just a wide, wide amount of stories of children remembering. Yes. Remembering. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we all believe in reincarnation. We don't have, we're not privy to that life prior to right. us. You can maybe get there through help of a hypnotist or a medium or, or whatever, but the children still have that open door, yeah. I guess, where they can see both lives. And, oh, I, I just can't wait. It, ah, it's such a good one. It's going to be so fantastic. Yeah, I love, I love it. it. Right. Oh, my goodness. All right. Are y'all ready for 
Whittle of the week. Give it, girl. I don't even what remember that? what it was. So. <laughs> no, it's probably something. I yes. wanted to guess right away, but now I forget. Well, it was a good one. It was a good one. Yes. It was um. Oh the oh the V. The V, and I think I think if you really think it through, everybody knows the answer. I've tried, and I one. can't think about it. I just kind of like I'm I'm not gonna think about it. I'm not, I I can't think. I can't think. <laughs> all right. So first of all, we called Hilda out, and she was quick to say. Hold the fucking phone, guys, because she, she did me. answer. Oh, she and did? Like, Hilda, you better answer this. And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She took screenshots, and she was like, look, I answered it, you guys. Did she do? The, yeah. the penis? From, yeah, uh, the letter E. Yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, she got it right? See it. Yeah. Yeah, she, I think she got it right. She answered it. Okay. But I don't know who, you know, the three of us are all involved <laughs> in this, so we don't know who's checking what. But apparently she she did message. Oh, Hilda. She got it. She's a badass. It's hard to set up Instagram with notifications because your phone will just blow up all day long. So you, you can't have the notifications set. Mm-hmm. You have to just go in and you have to read them. So she sent a message. Uh, Hilda, I'm going to talk to you straight, <laughs> girl. Um, so I checked the messages. I saw you sent something, but um, it has said that that picture couldn't be seen anymore. Oh. I didn't. I thought she was sending us, like, a fun meme because. Oh, maybe the name she did answer. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it does okay. that sometime if it if it's from a private account. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. maybe she was sending me nude photos. I didn't know. <laughs> but Facebook said, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead yeah. and send those okay. photos again. Okay. Okay, we want to see the yeah, nude photos. Yeah, we want to see them. Send them to our them email the this time. time. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Thanks. All right. So anyway, so the question was, what does every woman have that starts with a V and she can use to get what she wants? Well, I, I'm thinking vagina, Bob. I'm going to go with vagina. <laughs> no, it's not vagina. Wrong. I don't, I have, no? I have. A voice? Victory. Yay! Oh, it's a voice. It oh, that is voice. like woman power. Use that, ah, baby. That's so easy. It's too I'm easy. I'm just not even. I know. I can't believe that. The mind Brr. goes straight to dirty birdie. We're <laughs> Dirty birdies. They're dark, dark. Well, yeah. it's fun. It's a it good is. time. It's I love a good it. Time. Okay. All right. Um, I have one that's not dirty at all. Oh, surprise, surprise, surprise. Why are we mixing it up? I Why don't. are we doing that? <laughs> Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> of course, I'm the prude in the group, so. Okay, we're all different. What is so fragile that the moment you utter its name, you break it? Oh, I know what it is already. You're good. See, it's because it's not dirty. Mm-hmm. I know it. Because I was going to say penis. My answer is penis. <laughs> okay, so we'll we'll think about this whittle of the week. Send us messages. Hilda, don't send a picture unless it's a nude. Okay, good job, you guys. I love this episode so much. Yeah. I love, yes. love, love it. Everyone can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, all the things. We love to hear from you. Uh, be a badass. Check um, us out on iTunes and leave us a review. It yes. takes two seconds. Um, send us an email anytime, handcuffsandsage at gmail.com. We have a website, handcuffsandsagepodcast.com, and you can support us. You can help your badass ladies over here because we need it constantly. Right. Uh, we have a Patreon page. There's three different levels. You guys can pick, you know, how you want to support us, but you get fun swag and, uh, episodes. Yeah, so we just released our second Spooky Uki. It's Rebecca's story. So if you are a patron, you have access to that at this time. You'll have a probably about another three weeks before it's released out into the world. So yeah, you're you're VIP as well because you get yes. advanced listening time. Mm-hmm. VIP awesome. spooky ookie tales. And I'm if you it. are 
a VIP and you want to come on and you want to tell us one of your true paranormal, true crime, yeah. survivor yes. stories, send us a message on all, any of the things. We'll we get it. it. Yes. And yeah. We'll have you on and we'll have you tell it. Yay. Yeah. Oh, good job, you guys. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are you ready? Yep. Yeah. Mm. And just like you, we have questions. questions. I need some answers. Ooh. Ooh. Thanks for listening to Handcuffs and Sage. Music is Leave Now by We Are Wasted and cover art by Megan Winchester. Be a badass and do what you want. Until next time.